All right, entrepreneurs, happy Monday. And thank you so much for joining me today on The Resilient Entrepreneur. My name is Michelle Mercier, and I am your trusty host. And if you have not had a chance to go back and check out some of our previous episodes, you know, we cover so many topics that I definitely encourage you to just go back and check some of the other ones out. Everything from, you know, dealing with grief to bouncing your books, there's something for everybody in there. But for right now, I am jumping in with the incredible, Elaine Morrison. Let's go. Ever found yourself teetering on the edge of throwing in the towel? You know, asking yourself questions like, is this supposed to be this hard? Or is it even possible to succeed at this entrepreneur thing? I completely get it because I built my successful businesses while juggling major health issues for my children and myself, debt piling up to my eyeballs and so much more. Want to know how the hell I succeeded and how you can too? Tune in to find out. Here we go. Entrepreneurs, I am so excited to welcome the fantastic Elaine Morrison to the show today. I have to say that the first time Elaine and I had a conversation, we were just talking about this too, it was insane. It was like we just kind of knew each other from a past life. <laughs> it made, it absolutely made my day. And I know it made hers too, just to have such an in depth and wonderful conversation. But let me give you a little bit more insight into Elaine. Um, she has worked in the wellness industry as a certified Pilates instructor for the past 14 years. Seven years ago, she developed Hashimoto's ingitis psoriasis. Um, which took her on a health journey of finding the answers to put her autoimmune illnesses into remission. Radically changing her diet, reversed her symptoms of fatigue, weight gain, hair loss, and dry skin. Supplementing with collagen gave her a whole new head of hair, can you imagine guys, <laughs> and glowing skin. Um, coming out of the other side of this gave her an unshakable belief in the profound interconnectedness of health and beauty. In 2015, she launched a collagen water, having no previous experience in the beverage industry. And in 2019, she relaunched with powdered collagen under the new name, Elaine Wellness. Elaine, I am so happy that you are here with us today. Thank you for joining me. Oh my gosh, Michelle, it's, it's a pleasure. It's an honor to speak with you. And yes, our first conversation was just so magical and wonderful. I'm so happy we were able to connect. Yeah, I love it when that happens when like you just get on with someone and you're like, oh, like it's a <laughs> conversation. You feel less, a little less lonely in this crazy world. Exactly, wonderful. exactly, wonderful. for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just jump in because I I love your backstory. You know, you've seen you've you've been through the ringer, my dear. So take us through, you know, from the beginning or as far back from the Hashimoto's diagnosis, wherever you'd like to start, you know, and talk about speed bumps, talk about how you've become who you are today. Oh gosh. Well, thank you. Um, I was diagnosed in 2013 with Hashimoto's, you know, I was experiencing fatigue, dry skin. I gained 10 pounds in three months out of nowhere. My hair was falling out and breaking. And my doctor was like, yeah, that's just part of being in middle age. And I am one to not just accept an answer like that. So I was like, no, that doesn't, that doesn't work for me. So sure enough, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's. And then six weeks later, I broke out with psoriasis from my scalp to my ankles um, in little red dots 
all over my body. Um, and at the time I was teaching Pilates, I was managing two studios for a private club here in Los Angeles, classic burning the candle at both ends, mm -hmm. even though I was supposedly in the wellness space and trying to make everyone else fit and fabulous. I was not taking care of myself at all. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I ultimately decided to leave my job. I had the luxury of doing that. And I took the following year to really just kind of focus on my health and get well. Um, you know, I, I went, I'm here by uh, UCLA. I went to all these fancy doctors and was told you're only going to get sicker. Awesome. And again, oh. I, I just was not interested in accepting that as an answer. Um, so again, I, I went to the internet now be careful people when you, when you go to Dr. Google, exactly. right? Be careful what you read, but everything that I was reading was saying, um, autoimmune disorders are, you know, you need to look at your diet. Well, at the time I was vegan and again, I'm not nothing, no judgment on the vegans. Um, but I did become very nutrient depleted. I was very anemic. Um, and so I thought, okay, let me, let me look into my diet, removed gluten, dairy, um, grains. And lo and behold, I started to get better. Mm -hmm. And so I continued on that path. Um, and then within, I would say, I think it was about a year, my antibodies, which is the number associated with the Hashimoto's, the autoimmune response had gone from anyone with Hashimoto's will understand this from 1100 to zero. Wow. And yeah, you know, this, this was huge. So I, I started to get just curious about my life and what was happening. And I, I'd been teaching Pilates for a very long time. And I just felt like I'd kind of gotten stuck. You know, I was good at what I did. I love my clients, but I was, I was bored. I needed a new challenge. I happened to be dating a financial advisor at the time. And he was like, why don't you come to work for me? And I thought, actually, this sounds kind of interesting. Okay. So I went to work for this stock brokerage, but that meant I had to get my licenses, my series seven and my series 66, which are your licenses to trade stocks and render advice on those stocks. The hardest thing I've ever done. I was not a good student really in <laughs> in school. Um, school has never come easily and naturally to me. So, but it was really a challenge that I needed in my mid forties was like, no, I can do this. Like I hadn't studied since college. So I passed, I got my licenses. Ultimately I decided this isn't for me. It's not creative. It's a lot of paper pushing. Um, and the relationship ended. So then I was left with, okay, now what do I do? Do I go work for another stock brokerage? So lo and behold, I interviewed, I got multiple offers. So I took one of the offers and it's a very long process to get onboarded into stock brokerages, all the background checks. They don't let you come to work until that's all wrapped up in a neat little bow. So I had all this time on my hands and I had started taking collagen when I changed my diet because I was losing my hair and my hair has been like an identity to me yeah. since I was a kid, right? Mm -hmm. Hair, hair's a big deal to both men and women actually. And 
my hairdresser was the one who initially had said, your hair's falling out and breaking, what's going on? To, oh, like you've got this baby hair growth coming in, like, what is this? And I was like, oh, it's collagen. So when I had this downtime, I kept, I watched, I was watching Shark Tank and someone had pitched a protein water with like whey protein. And I was like, oh, that sounds kind of gross. And then I started thinking, what about a collagen water? And I had been trying to get my mom to take collagen and she was like, oh, I can't remember, blah, blah, blah. And I thought if I could just put it in water for her, she could just take it. And the idea wouldn't go away. Mm-hmm. And I think when ideas just keep visiting you, there's a, there's a message there. So I started doing all this research and I got way down this rabbit hole of, well, what if I, what if I start a beverage? And then ultimately I decided to not go work for the brokerage, which turned out to be a huge blessing. They actually were not nice people for a lot of reasons I won't go into. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just like a sign, like, don't, you're going to be miserable. Don't go work for these people. They're not nice. Um, and they're not ethical. So I had to make this huge leap and I'm a chronic, chronic overthinker. If you need something overthought, call me. I'll overthink it for you. (laughs) (laughs) And I ultimately decided, and my ex-boyfriend, the financial advisor was like, you know, take some money, invest in yourself and go start a business, go do it. And he goes, I know you, you're overthinking it. Stop overthinking and hold your nose and jump. And I did. So it took us a year and a half to develop the beverage. I had zero idea what I was getting into. Like no idea. Beverage is so hard and it consumes so much money. But off I went with my idea. I had all these men telling me, what? That's the craziest idea. It's stupid. It makes no sense. No one's going to want it. Blah, blah, blah. So I launched into 30 stores here in LA. It was on Amazon. I got it onto Thrive Market, which is um, a website of better for you foods. Um, And then I got written up in a trade article. So here comes an email into my inbox and it's about collagen. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Let me click on this. Well, lo and behold, it's my product, it's vital proteins and it's bulletproof talking about collagen. I'm like, oh my God, I had no idea I was going to be written up in this trade magazine. Like, this is so cool. Yeah. Right. And then the next day on my website comes an order from the founder of Vital Proteins in his own name. Mm -hmm. And my heart sank because they had just gotten a $19 million investment. And I thought, oh my God, I'm about to be ripped off and I don't have a $19 million war chest to go up against him. So I continued on my journey and doing my best as a one woman show, trying to learn all the ropes of selling a beverage, which involves the trucking industry. I learned all about trucking, never knew I was getting into the trucking business as well as the beverage business. Um, and then ultimately I decided about a year later to exit the beverage business that 
my heart just wasn't in it. And you, you know, I knew I was going to have to go out and raise all this money. And I, I just thought, I, I'm not, I don't want to keep going. So I sold off all my inventory that I had left. And then I was really debating, do I keep going or do I just get out? And I decided don't, don't give up, don't give up. And I also, I had investors and I wanted to keep going because if I go out, they go out. Mm -hmm. So took a deep breath. I also, in the course of this found out, I couldn't trademark the, the name I had chosen, even though I had two attorneys tell me, oh yeah, 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 this can be done. Of course they were happy to take my money mm-hmm. only to tell me, oh yeah, by the way, no, this, this can't be done. But if you keep paying us money, we'll try to figure out a way for it to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I ultimately ended up changing the name. It took a lot to use my own name. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm such an introvert in order to put myself out there. Um, but I did. And so a little over a year ago, I relaunched with powdered collagen and really with, with a new brand identity and a new message around radiant beauty begins within Mm -hmm. and aging is a privilege. Um, and so, you know, vital released a collagen water and here I go to Expo West. If anyone's in the natural product space knows that show. And I walk in and there's this massive booth of like, look what we invented. <laughs> You're like, did you now? <laughs> I'm like, really now? Because I was here a year ago. Um, and I have to tell you, Michelle, like that was a really hard moment to stand there and see that and see all the attention and say to myself, you know what, you can, you can rip that off, but you can't take my story exactly. and you can't take my, my ability to connect with other women and you can't take my ability to want to help other women and encourage other women to find their best health. Um, so it entrepreneurship, I say is a spiritual journey, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's, yeah. It's, it's the highest highs and it is the lowest lows and it takes you so far out on a limb of discomfort, but I think that's where your personal growth begins. And, you know, I, I've tried to ride the wave of it all, but I won't lie. It hasn't been easy. I mean, I, I can tell you that one of the highest highs was getting an email from Shark Tank saying, Hey, we found your beverage and we want to talk to you about pitching us and, um, ultimately didn't pitch because I didn't have enough revenue, but, um, yeah, there's, there's my entrepreneurship story. You know, I think number one, I think one of the, it was actually random. I was asked earlier, what are the top three kind of attributes of resilient entrepreneurs? Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, I believe it's like self-awareness, compassion, but also courage because oh, big time. I think, you know, what you just said, um, I think some folks couldn't even imagine, right. But I can fully imagine the moment that you walked into that show and the level of kind of gut-wrenching emotional spectrum that must have come through, <laughs> 
while you were watching that because it was your baby and it, you had overcome so much and learned so much through the fire, you know, and then to have to kind of, you, you chose to bow out and go Mm -hmm. in a different direction. But I mean, what I also heard in what you were telling me your story is that your mission is not the product. Your mission, at least to me, from what I know of you, mm-hmm. is you know women's health, empowering, like you said, radiant from the inside out, stuff like that, and that can transcend any product, in my opinion, if that makes any sense whatsoever. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely, I agree. And I think you know the world is the world is going to be a much better place with you, you know, running with with that level of mission, um, you know, to help to help everyone else around you. So, yeah. And gosh, I think anybody who has ever jumped into something not knowing can relate to the story that you just said. And you just did it on like the grandest scale possible because, yeah, the trucking industry, distribution, all of that is not for the weary (laughs) at all. (laughs) No. And it it tends to be kind of like I learned beverage is an old boys club. Yeah. It's, and it's a small, small, small club. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my gosh, I could tell you stories of sexual harassment. And this was after the Me Too movement that I was like, are you kidding me, guys? Like, <laughs> like have you not seen the press? Like, yeah. Do you read the paper? Have you seen the headlines? Like, whoa. Yeah, it was, it, it was so many learnings. So, so you, many learnings. What would you think is the, I know it's probably very hard to pick one. So maybe top mm-hmm. three or however you want to phrase it you know, the biggest, the biggest learning throughout all of that? My biggest learning is trust your intuition. And I think one, as women, it is a superpower. It's a gift. And we often don't acknowledge what a gift it is. And I think we also live in a culture that often wants to talk women out of their, their inner voice and their own gut feeling. And Anytime I went against my own intuition is when the outcome was not as good as if I had stuck to my own, my own knowing. But I kept thinking, because I had consultants help me um, with the formulation and and the co-packing and bottling and all of that. And I had a man and a woman, and it was interesting that the woman was often the one that was disempowering me and like, no, no, no. I know because I have 30 years experience and blah, blah. blah. And I'd be like, I don't know. Something doesn't feel right. No, no, no. I've got this. Trust me. Even if it's not your industry, trust your, trust your instinct, your intuition for sure. Right. Because it's your product. It's your vision. It's your mission. And I think, um, I'm speaking a lot about, I just watched the video that Glennon Doyle did right around, right around the new year. For those of you who are listening to this, we're, we're taping this episode in January. And she spoke a lot about how when she wrote her first, you know, her first book, that when you give it to the editor, it comes back and it's covered in red and you have to accept the changes. And as a, somebody who's not familiar with the industry, you just accept them all. If you're like, yes, I don't know what I'm talking about. You obviously know more than I do about my thing, but yes, I accept but then she spoke about after that, how, you know, there's another word that is stet, right? So when you get this manuscript back and it's covered in red, you can stet, you know, and say, no, mm. this is actually, 
what I meant by this. This is how I want it to be. Even if, to your point, even if you have been in the industry for 30 years, this is what I want to say. You know, so I just, I just thought, you know, number one, I almost made stat like my entire word for all of 2020 because, because um, it's such a great word. But you know, that's a I great think, word. Yeah, um, I didn't even know it was a thing until my husband was like, "Yeah, stat," and I was like, <laughs> "Okay, I'm writing that down. I'm going to go look um, that up." Yeah, and I mean, it's to basically keep it as is, right? Stay stat, like stay there, um, which I just think is a valuable lesson for anybody to to just jump off of what you just said, you know, we always have opinions coming at us all the time, especially as entrepreneurs, right? Like learn this, do that. What CRM are you using? Which this, which that? Um, and people don't often get quiet enough to actually be able to hear their intuition. So I mean, how do you do that? <laughs> I guess tell our audience how you do that. Um, you know, I'm, I've always been someone who I like to exercise. I like to move. Yeah. And I'm one of the few people when gyms were open um, where I'm in the gym and I don't, I don't have headphones on. I'm not listening to anything. And I find often answers. I work through things and answers come to me when I'm moving my body yeah. or if I go for a walk or I used to, you know, like do the stairs, things like that. I think moving your body gets you into a bit of a hypnotic state yeah. often in the car. I always keep a, a pad of sticky notes and a pen in my car. Thoughts yeah. come to me when I'm driving. Cause again, you're kind of in a hypnotic state. Right. Right. Um, so I think if you go to sit down at your computer and try to write that post or think through X, Y, Z likely isn't going to happen. Right. Right. I mean, and that's always amazed me, you know, you hear about writers, especially, or, you know, certain creatives that have like a creative practice, you know, every day at 10 AM, I sit down and I write, you know, and I, and it always blew my mind because I'm, yeah. I'm very similar to you where, you know, I know that I need to step off the treadmill in order to the treadmill of business rather to, mm -hmm. to, you know, four ideas to come and mine tend to come. Like you said, like if I'm walking acupuncture, laying on a table for an hour with nothing, you know, yep. those types of things. And I think people try to, would you say that people try to kind of force it too mm -hmm. much sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or it's like, do you notice when you're drifting off to sleep, all of a sudden it's like rapid fire ideas. Like sometimes I have to get up and like you know, grab a piece of paper or something, um, or in the shower, right? People have ideas in the shower. Again, these are all places where, as you say, you're not, you're not distracted. You're doing sort of a ritual, yeah. which puts you in a different mindset. Yeah. Which is why, like you say, like, like you see like habits for success or in meditation. I mean, I view like walking on some levels as, as a meditative experience. Oh, it is for me. Yeah. Right? So you know, I think there's a lot to be said about having those habits and having those things in place and, and stepping outside the traditional, like you will get an idea here um, at two o'clock today, we're going to brainstorm and you're going to get all your best ideas then. So get ready. You know, it doesn't necessarily work like that. Um, the shower is a great spot. I mean, I actually have a waterproof pad and pencil yeah. um, in my shower for yeah. that exact reason. Um, yeah. And it's fantastic. So I think, you know, the message for, for, for folks who are listening is like, maybe sometimes you don't push as hard 
and you just let don't it. push as hard create i mean this this term white space but mm -hmm. i'm one that like no i have to be at my laptop i have to be here eight hours a day or i'm not being productive well no maybe an hour and a half walk and some sunshine on your face <laughs> will get you that answer right right infuse some you know? joy we talk about that a lot here it's like i get I know if I haven't gone out and played or you know, like infuse some joy into my life at some point, I get really right. cranky and then I don't perform very well. You know, no. so, and people forget that laughter does a lot of good for you. Oh yeah. And joy and, you know, releasing, I think is. Oh, for sure. The for sure. I would also say something I've really invested in as an entrepreneur is um, being in masterminds with other women entrepreneurs, the power of the collective of women, because we are wired to be in community mm -hmm. and collaborate. Yes. So like right before Christmas, there were six of us women who had been in a mastermind the year before. And we live, I mean, summer in Canada, summer here in the States, we're all over the place. We spent seven hours on a Zoom like supporting and masterminding each other with very intentional things we were working through. And it's amazing if you get a little bit of feedback or, well, have you thought of it this way or that way? Mm. I think that can be a very, very helpful tool. Yeah. And being open to that, right? Yeah, you, you have to be open yeah. to that. Yeah. Yeah. Putting kind of your fear because I know some people, some people won't go into masterminds because they don't, they're scared of what other people will say or scared of being judged, but I'm with you. Masterminds, brilliant things come out of the collective wisdom of, of oh, yeah. in general, but just masterminds, you know, whoever's in there. I mean, you, there's always going to be, especially if it's your ideal audience <laughs> that your yes. mastermind is made up of. That's pretty handy. Um, yep. But thank you for bringing that up because I don't think anyone's ever really said that on the show. So I think it's extremely valuable from that perspective. Um, mm -hmm. So, I mean, you have this interesting thing because of your journey and because, you know, for those of you who just heard it earlier, she spoke about Hashimoto's, which if you don't know what that is, I have it as well. So the two of us commiserate over that a little bit. Um, it is a thyroid disorder when your body is essentially attacking your thyroid. It comes with lots of symptoms that are not so fun um, and it's kind of a moving target. So, but with your journey, you know, it's very unique and you have an interesting view on life and business. You know, you tend to say that illness is an opportunity to get curious about what is and isn't working in your life and career. So can you elaborate a little bit on that for folks? Oh, for sure. I, you know, I think um, illness doesn't just come out of nowhere entirely. Um you know, if, if I, if I back up and look at it, you know, I, I went through, I went through a divorce Well, I had had a miscarriage. I went through a divorce and I was in my early forties and I had really kind of lost my way yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, and I was probably drinking too much. I was working too much. Um, truth be told, I wasn't dating men that were great for me. Right. Um, and I really had to look at all of that because I think your emotional state absolutely has an effect on the body. Right. And when I bring my Pilates instructor eyes to things, right. When I'm working with a client, 
the, the body holds on to trauma. It holds on to tension in your life, sadness in your life that can all end up stored in your fascia, which your fascia is, um, fascia kind of acts as like pantyhose, if you will, over <laughs> like your, your, your muscles and joints. It's, it's connective tissue. Right. right? And so when I work with clients, sometimes just them moving their body, I've, I've taught group classes where all of a sudden I look over and one of my clients is just tears are just streaming down her face. And it's because that release of emotion, because she's moved her body, she's stretched something that's holding on. So I bring that perspective to my own body and my own illness. And the truth be told is I was working too much. I wasn't taking care of myself and I hadn't dealt, I don't think with some of the sadness and, and trauma, if you will, that had happened. And I'm learning, I'm understanding more like big T trauma and little T trauma, you know, things that happened to us in childhood, teenage years, those can collect in your body. And we're learning more about the need to release those things, especially when it comes to overall health. Yeah. 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 And I think as entrepreneurs too, like you are, you are your business on a lot of levels, right? Whether or not you're running in a a team of people or you are a solopreneur, you know, so Mm -hmm. um, there's an, an amazing person that I know who actually does coaching and she's a therapist like you know she she has all the certifications of being a therapist but she speaks about exactly kind of what you're saying with like you know trauma and how you're holding on into it in your body and then how it impacts your business you know Mm -hmm. so it's a really interesting crossover because I don't think people realize it I think they think Mm -hmm. business is in like this separate box somehow um when it's not you have one body and you're using it for both um so I think that's just really interesting. So talk to us kind of about the curious perspective. So obviously you had to get curious to get answers and to find things. And then you got extra curious when you developed a product from scratch, you know? So how does that curiosity kind of manifest in itself today? Um, oh, you know, I heard someone say recently in a group that I was in, she's like, I'm kind of a masochist for like self-help and self-care. <laughs> which I thought was really funny. And I thought, you know, I I'm always trying to grow. I'm always trying to learn. I'm always trying to other understand whether it be, um, in my business, like 2020 was the year of me learning like all my platforms. If anyone's in e-commerce, like Shopify, Clavio, you know, I'm launching on Amazon. Good Lord. I'm learning all that platform. It's just been nonstop learning there. And then, you know, I'm always trying to read and learn. Like right now I'm reading The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think so much of entrepreneurship is mindset. And that's something I've really had to work on a lot in the last year of like, feeling worthy and feeling worthy of success and stepping out. As I said earlier, I'm kind of an introvert. It's very out of my comfort zone to not only name my business with my own name, but to even tell my story and talk about that. But I know that through that vulnerability is how others 
learn and grow. And that's right. how we all can move forward. Right. So, yeah. And I think, you know, you, you make a really interesting point about naming your business with your own name. Cause I, I was very hesitant and like reluctant rather to do that as well. And like put my name out there, yeah. um, you know, but it does come down to a worthiness mm -hmm. aspect. Like, do you feel worthy of the business? Do you, you know, are you empowered enough from the inside out um, mm -hmm. of stepping into your own with that? And I mean, I say this truthfully that I think the world is going to be a better place because you did. Um, but I mean, for those people who are kind of right now dealing with, you know, you and I have talked about this, like you're juggling, you're running a business, you're, you know, you feel like crap, maybe chaos is descending, whatever that may be, you know, number one, how do you step off the, the hamster wheel if, if mm -hmm. needed, because that's easier said than done sometimes. And um, well, let's just leave it there. Cause then I have a second part, but I'll save that for after. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is something I've actually been working through a lot this last year is this whole feeling of, and I think maybe a lot of women can relate to this. Am I doing enough? Yeah. Whatever enough is. Mm -hmm. Um that I am really, really trying to say, you need to have more joy in your life. You need to have more rest in your life and stop this constant. I have a very critical voice, mm -hmm. this inner critic, right? She constantly criticizes my body. Um, she constantly criticizes that I don't do enough. Um, and I'm just saying, no, there's, there's, there's going to be a new way of relating to this in the new year. Cause it's exhausting. Well, right. I think that's the thing is we don't realize how much space is taken up with that inner critic. Mm -hmm. And I think if someone had just told us from the beginning, hint, hint, mainstream media and everybody else, you know, that you are enough without any of this. Like you're an, you're enough period. You know, mm -hmm. like there is, you don't need to qualify that. You don't need to, to hit a sales goal. You don't need to look a certain way. You don't need to anything. You're already enough. You're a human being. You mm -hmm. know? Um, so I think if somebody is kind of on that, that hamster wheel, maybe defining what that enough or defining what success is for them, not necessarily comparatively mm -hmm. speaking to the norms or the person to their right or their left. Would you agree with that? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I think it's just our whole, we, our cultural narrative that we live in, right. Mm -hmm. Is like hustle, hustle, do more, 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 consume more, right. you know, sell more. Mm -hmm. um, and you have to decide for yourself, as you say, like, well, what does, what do you want your life to look like, right? Not look at other people. Yeah, you know. And, and I mean, and that's like something I found. Hmm? No, I just said that. That's that's hard. But keep keep going. Keep going. Yeah, I mean, something I found this in the beverage space a lot is, and the the whole packaged food space has had this massive rush of people wanting to infuse money into it. So people like tech was the hot thing. And then about five years ago, 
food startups became the hot thing because all of a sudden individuals like me could figure out how to find a co-packer and how to do it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And there was all this money everywhere you turned. I mean, I was introduced to investors left, right, and center. I had people like emailing me, trying to give me money, but you have to decide, is that what you want? Because that comes with like, oh, it's a shiny object here. We'll write you a check for whatever, 10 million or 20 million or, but is that really what you want? Or is it just what everyone else is doing? Exactly. And I think, you know, and if it is genuinely what you want, and number one, I feel like you cannot know unless you actually give your t- yourself time to think on mm-hmm. it, right? And the, the, the space, like we were talking about before, to actually be able to hear yourself think. But, you know, and if it is for you, great, have at it. But if it's not, you know, you don't want to look back 10 years from now and be like, oh, shit, because I didn't listen to my intuition coming full circle, um, you know, here I am beholden to somebody else and I think mm-hmm. um in the entrepreneurial space there's just so much well I mean just life in general let's be honest it's not just entrepreneurs I think it's all, all of us you know mm-hmm. keeping up with the Joneses I feel like there needs to be a much bigger phrase because it's just like that makes it too friendly I feel like like oh let's just keep up with the Joneses whereas it's just it's so much more than that mm-hmm. where you know you're made to feel wrong you know, I mean, we just, we just came out of the holiday season where there's these expectations of Oof. if it's not rosy and merry and beautiful, then you're fucking it up. Right. But, you know, maybe that's just because we've been told that's what it's supposed to look like. And that's not what any of this shit's supposed to be. So being able to form your own opinion really does have an extra level of weight, in my opinion, right now, especially. Oh, for sure. Well, and I think, you know, women, there's all this expectation placed on us, right? Even with, kind of like you say, with the holidays, well, a lot of that responsibility falls on women yeah. to create the perfect Martha Stewart Christmas, Yeah. you know? And again, I think for women, there's so many op- opportunities these days of what do you want your life to look like? Do you want to be married? Do you not want to be married? Do you want to have children? Do you not want to have children? Do you want to have a career? Do you want to be an entrepreneur? Like, I think it's so, so important to get to know you and what you want. What does your heart desire? Not what Instagram tells you your life should look like or what Pinterest tells you your life should look like or your friend on Facebook or whatever. Um, Again, I think it's, it's dropping down below your neck. Again, I go back to teaching Pilates and it is sometimes incredibly hard for me to get my classes to actually get down into their body. Right. Like even breathing, breathe down into your belly because that'll stimulate your vagus nerve, which is literally the connection between your brain and your gut. Exactly. Exactly. And I think we walk around in our heads all the time right all day long we're just you know either it's that constant critiquing that we're doing of ourselves or we're in our heads trying to figure out a problem in business or in life or we're multitasking or we're critiquing this person or just, like it's all in the head whereas i think my my energy people would say like drop into your heart right yeah if you want to go woo woo right that's that's kind of what we're saying but also then you can hear yourself 
And then you are at less, you're less likely to be living a life that is, you know, one without regret, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. I know we're going, we're going deep, but I love it (laughs) because it needs to be said. And I think there are so many people out there who think that they're doing things wrong because there is a quote unquote normal way of doing it, which in entrepreneurship, um, all rules out the window, right? Like you just figure it out as you go. That's part of the fun. Um, so I think this is a very valuable conversation. Um, you know, as we're kind of wrapping things up, anything else that you think maybe you didn't touch upon or you want to reiterate for the listeners um, to just kind of drive things home? Yeah, I mean, I, I really think my strongest recommendation, especially as we go into this new year and we've had for many of us, 2020 was strange and challenging. Um, find ways, how can you silence that inner critic? Cause we all have that. Yep. How can you befriend that critic? Um, and then also just really dropping into your body, which means you'll be able to tap into your own intuition and inner wisdom in a way that maybe you haven't before. Um, and who do you want to be? And who do you want to show up in the world? Um, you know, my, my dad passed away almost four years ago. He was a Presbyterian minister for 45 years. Um, and ultimately, he lived his life in service to others. And I, I gave the Maya Angelou quote, you know, people won't remember, you know, what you did, what you said. They'll remember how you made them feel. So as we go about our day, how do we want to make people feel and how can we show up, um, especially as entrepreneurs, as women and encourage each other, help each other, because I believe women have so much ability to create and build business in a different way that we don't have to mold into a way that men have done it. We can do it in a way that honors our own intuition, our own abilities. Right. And I think, you know, collaborate Mm -hmm. creation over competition. I'm a big, I'm a big proponent. Huge believer in that. Huge. Yeah. Well, thank you. I love you. Like everything about you. You're fantastic. Um, I love and adore you. (laughs) And, you know, I will say, like yesterday I, I went to the dentist and you know how women it's like, you can just instantly feel like, you know, somebody and the assistant, something she said, and we ended up talking about her health and I was giving her like, she's getting the medical runaround as I call it. Yeah. And she's feeling very discouraged. And I said to her, trust your intuition, you know, your body. And she's like, I know. And they were trying to make me feel like I was crazy. So I want to say to any woman out there, if you're struggling with any type of autoimmunity or illness or hormone issues, you're not alone. You're not crazy. Trust your body. DM me on Instagram. I, I, I talk to everybody on Instagram about health issues. I'm not a medical person professional, but I'll try to point you in the direction just from everything that I've learned. If there's one thing I can do to make a difference in women's lives when it comes to their health, it is not your destiny to feel like shit. Exactly. Sorry to swear, but that that's, please don't, (laughs) 
women, please don't accept that as an answer. That's, that's not acceptable in my book. So exactly. And at the same time, don't mask it in work either friends. This is the pot calling the kettle black. Um, <laughs> I tend to do that. So that's why I'm saying it out loud. Um, you know, you're, you're worth taking the pause and taking the time because that'll also yes. in the long run enhance your business, enhance your life because you are your business, right? So tell people exactly, exactly. where they can find you. Um, you can find me at elainewellness.com. You can find me on Instagram at elainewellness, Facebook at elainewellness. Um, yeah, I'm, I run it all. I'm a one woman show basically with a few freelancers helping me out, but I answer everything. So if I can be of service, happy to help you. Wonderful. Thank you. And then for those who are members of the surviving entrepreneurship community on Facebook, which you need to be, if you're not, Elaine is offering 15% off of her collagen product, which is fantastic, by the way, for members of that community. So if you aren't a member, get in there so that you can claim the discount and take advantage of her amazing product. So Elaine, thank you again for, for joining me today. It's been a fantastic conversation. Oh my gosh, Michelle, thank you. As always, it's just such a pleasure to connect and talk to you. And I appreciate this offer. Thank you. I appreciate you, friend. <laughs> <laughs> so as some of you may have caught, you know, throughout Elaine and I's dialogue, you know, I've dealt with quite a few similar things that she has. And, you know, I am kind of that example of when you're not paying attention to your body, right? When you're overworking, when you're not sleeping, when you've been through trauma, you know, little T and big T. And if you don't know what that is, go, go Google that. Um, so, and there is an amazing book that is called The Body Keeps Score. And if anybody is interested in kind of going down more down this rabbit hole of how things impact your physical being, how your emotions manifest in your body and what that can look like, it's an amazing book to check out. But I want to just drive home the fact of, you know, we say it often on this podcast that being healthy, sleeping, eating, moving your body, calming your mind, whatever that may be, are truly business strategies. And if you're finding yourself in kind of a health conundrum or a health crisis, you know, take the time to get curious because if it was your business, which again, it's a business strategy to be healthy so that you can maintain working. But if it was your business and something was not going off the rails, you would be analyzing it and trying to fix it. And this is something that's on a much greater scale than just, you know, your CRM's not working. This is you. And if you are your business, then you need to really get curious and take the time to learn what can make you better as an entrepreneur, physically, mentally, all of the things. And on next week's episode, you will not want to miss it, especially those of you in the bookkeeping and money business and accounting I have the fantastic Tanya Fox coming on. She's built an incredible chain of you know, different, different book bookkeeping businesses across Canada, and you will not want to miss what she has to say. And if you like this podcast, as always, don't forget to subscribe, download, rate, and review, and you know, tell a friend who couldn't use a little more resilience in their life, right? See you later. Bye.